Hello and welcome to episode 548 of the Our Lady of Fatima podcast. It is my pleasure to be with you this afternoon. My name is Terrence M. Stanton. We're recording on Thursday, June 1st, 2023, in the year of our Lord Jesus Christ, the month dedicated to his most sacred heart. Let us begin with the Thursday prayer to the most blessed Virgin Mary to obtain heaven. O Queen of Paradise, who reignest above all the choirs of angels and who art the nearest of all creatures to God, I, a miserable sinner, salute thee from this valley of tears and beseech thee to turn thy compassionate eyes towards me. For whichever side they turn, they dispense graces. See, O Mary, in how many dangers I now am and shall be as long as I live in this world of losing my soul, of losing heaven and God. In thee, O Lady, I have placed all my hopes. I love thee and sigh to go soon to see thee and praise thee in heaven. Ah, Mary, when will be that happy day on which I shall see myself safe at thy feet and contemplate my mother who has done so much for my salvation? When shall I kiss that hand, which has delivered me so many times from hell and has dispensed me so many graces when on account of my sins, I deserve to be hated and abandoned by all? My lady, in life I have been very ungrateful to thee, but if I get to heaven, I shall no longer be ungrateful. There I shall love thee as much as I can in every moment for all eternity, and shall make amends for my ingratitude by blessing and thanking thee forever. I thank God with my whole heart, who gives me firm confidence in the blood of Jesus Christ and in thee, and the conviction that thou wilt save me, that thou wilt deliver me from my sins, that thou wilt give me light and strength to execute the divine will, and in fine that thou wilt lead me to the gate of paradise. Thy servants have hoped for all this, and not one of them was deceived. No, neither shall I be deceived. O Mary, my full confidence is that thou hast to save me. Beseech thy son Jesus, as I also beseech him, by the merits of his passion, to preserve and always increase his confidence in me, and I shall be saved. God of goodness and Father of mercies, we beseech thee through the Immaculate Heart of Mary and by the intercession of the patriarchs and holy apostles to look with compassion upon the remnant of Israel so that they may come to a knowledge of our only Savior, Jesus Christ, and share in the precious graces of redemption. Amen. It is the month dedicated to our Lord's Sacred Heart, and I would like to begin with some words from the Sacred Heart book by Father F.X. Lassance. It was initially published in 1903. Practices recommended for the month of June. Number one, at the beginning of the month of the Sacred Heart, determine in the presence of God what special graces you will ask for, always bearing in mind, however, the general intention of the apostleship of prayer. Two, place in your room a home altar, a statue or image of the Sacred Heart, the sight of which may invite you frequently to renew your pious practices and enkindle in you the fire of divine love. Our Lord Jesus Christ has manifested the desire of seeing his infinite love honored under the figure of his wounded heart, encircled by the symbols of his passion, promising that this image should be for all those who venerate it the pledge of choice graces. The image of the Sacred Heart is an eloquent and uninterrupted sermon that exhorts one to love and confidence towards God, who has loved men so much. Three, other practices. Daily Mass, visits to the Blessed Sacrament, attendance at the Sacred Heart devotions in the parish church, daily acts of consecration, reparation, thanksgiving, and supplication, various forms of which can be found in this book by reference to the index, 
daily meditation or spiritual reading, acts of mortification and exercises of virtue, especially the virtues of meekness, humility, and charity, frequent ejaculations during the day to the Sacred Heart or to the Immaculate Virgin Mary, for example, Sacred Heart of Jesus, have pity on me, Immaculate Heart of Mary, pray for me, Our Lady of the Sacred Heart, pray for me, Jesus, meek and humble of heart, make my heart like unto thine, may the Sacred Heart of Jesus be everywhere loved. Number four, weekly communion of reparation, the holy hour or an hour of adoration each week before the Blessed Sacrament. On the last day of this holy exercise, let all devout souls make the resolution of continuing to honor the Sacred Heart of Jesus during the remainder of the year. Let them consecrate to him their dearest interests, their family, their friends, and all those to whom they may be united by the bonds of charity. And above all, let them beg the divine heart to place its seal on all its other favors by granting them the grace to die in this adorable sanctuary of love and of incarnate mercy. And let them not forget the holy souls in purgatory. Let them pray, in particular, those good souls who in life were ardent adorers of the Sacred Heart of Jesus and devout clients of the Immaculate Heart of Mary. And we're going to take a look um, also at a thought from the saints for each day in June on the Sacred Heart. These are some maxims of Blessed Margaret Mary, now of St. Margaret Mary, Alacoque. The first day, strive to enter into the heart of the Lord Jesus, to study it well, to see what it is, that you may form your own heart to its resemblance, Father Alvarez de Pa. And I can't think of a better way of starting this month of June, the month dedicated to the Sacred Heart, by sharing a wonderful interview from wordonfire.org, which features my niece Brielle and my sister Toby at the end of each episode of the Our Lady of Fatima podcast for the last several hundred episodes, we mention helping autism through learning and outreach, H-A-L-O hyphen S-O-M-A dot org, and also episode 277 of the Our Lady of Fatima podcast for help with those who have been afflicted with non-speaking autism. A gentleman named Mark Bradford from Word on Fire, you may know that it's Bishop Barron's organization, uh, interviewed my sister and my niece, and I, I wanted to share it with you. It is extraordinarily important and very beautiful. Imagine if you can, having a deep faith, a mind flooded with ideas, and a soul bursting with creativity, but you are locked in a prison of silence, unable to speak. That is Brielle Stewart's world, and the world of many others like her who share a particular kind of autism called non-speaking autism. I should say it was Brielle's world until she learned to type her thoughts on a special communication board. I had the pleasure of being introduced to Brielle and her mom, Toby, shortly after beginning my fellowship with the Word on Fire Institute. Theirs is an incredible story of love and determination that I wanted to share with you. It is a follow-up to my last piece that was published on May 19, which opened with a poem by another woman who also doesn't speak. It is easy for us to make assumptions about people we don't understand, those who are disabled, or simply seem different than the rest. Making assumptions for most of us is like a reflex. It is hard to overcome, but essential if the body of Christ is to be fully realized. Our first thought 
when we encounter someone who can't speak is typically that their inability to speak is associated with intellectual deficits or an internal emptiness. In our conversation, you will discover how far from true that can be. Mark Bradford, thank you both very much for your willingness to participate in this interview. Brielle, let's start with introductions so our readers can get to know you. Would you please introduce yourself and your mom, Brielle? I'm Brielle Stewart. I am a really stunning 15-year-old girl. I am Catholic, a composer, and I type to talk. My stunning mother is Toby Stewart. Her love rescued me from a life of silence. Mark, I had the pleasure of meeting you both a few months ago. I wanted to follow up with you to get your insight into some of the themes in a recent article I wrote for Word on Fire. Brielle, I was thinking of you as I wrote it because the poem I used to introduce the article was written by a woman who also has non-speaking autism. You're a beautiful poet and you also write music. I'm curious about your reactions to the lines I quoted from her poem and the sentiment she captured in these words, sometimes flowing, quote, between non-human animal tree, end quote. That sentiment is incomprehensible to me. Can you help us understand what these words might be intended to convey? Brielle, I understand this poet's pain. I have felt invisible before. My family demanded I be respected. They educated me about my inherent worth as a child of God. To be a non-speaker can be so lonely. Just as Mary and Joseph saw Jesus and found him in the temple, my parents had to find a way to reach me. They loved and respected me, no matter that I could not speak. It is a challenge to include the disabled for some. My parents insisted on it for me. Mark, Toby, parents must be courageous and sometimes fierce advocates for their children who have disabilities. I'm sure you have had to face many challenges in medical care, education, etc., but I'm curious what your experience in the church has been. Has acceptance of Brielle been easy or disappointing? What has the journey been like? And what advice would you offer to other parents who have children with disabilities? Toby, we began our journey toward the sacraments at the same time we began our journey to open communication on her letterboard. I remember saying to Jesus, I am walking her to you, please guide me. He sent me help in people with hearts of gold. I met the kindest faith formation director who had a disabled sibling and a retired Monsignor who never stopped encouraging me to come as a family to Mass. When Brielle received her first Holy Communion, she typed, there is treasure hidden in the Eucharist. Families with a disabled or chronically ill member are often isolated and exhausted. Pray the rosary. Our Lady will create a path forward to her son for you. She will never fail you. When we were met with people or things that were roadblocks, I trusted in the Blessed Mother. I received a call on February 14, 2021, that the bishop was coming to preside over confirmation for our family's group. I had joyful tears in my eyes as I told Brielle and her twin sister, Kara, that they would make their confirmation together. Brielle typed, Mom, Jesus just gave you the most loving Valentine's Day gift. Mark, we share a faith in which we worship the second person of the Holy Trinity as the word of God. We place a high value on speaking, and the word is how God has communicated himself to us in the person of his son, Jesus. Please help us understand how we can come to know and love you when speech is impossible for you. Brielle, I am a non-speaker, but words flood my mind. Be loving and presume competence. Have more joy in your heart when you greet a disabled soul. I'm warmed by smiles, and I sense compassion. God himself is often silent. I think we can all strive to be better listeners to the love that needs no words. Mark, Brielle, your mom told me that you refer to your peers who do not speak as your silent ones, who 
who are trapped in prisons of silence. None of us can have any idea of what it is like to be trapped in that prison. What can you tell us to help us understand? And how can we better welcome and embrace you and others with disabilities as our brothers and sisters in Christ? Brielle, my mother looked in my eyes and saw Jesus in my suffering. I felt her love like healing water on the pain that was a fire of loneliness. I saw in her compassion and acceptance. I would encourage all people to see Christ in every human person. Mark, Brielle, you have a deep faith and a thoughtful and artistic soul with many beautiful things to say. If you hadn't found your voice, we would have no way of knowing these things about you. Toby, can you describe a conversation with Brielle? And Brielle, can you contrast the before and after of discovering your communication board? What has been the greatest difference it has made in your life? Brielle, my music and my thoughts were all trapped inside me. People all have a rich inner world. I reveal myself in words. Access to communication is a human right. I believe that typing to talk will one day be as widely seen as sign language. If you research the histories of sign language and Braille, they were both initially met with resistance. My silent ones and I are building the bridges for the ones who come after us. We do not want anyone left alone in silent prisons. Toby, before Braille had access to communication, we were always guessing when trying to meet her needs. A mother's intuition is a powerful thing, but I wanted my daughter to be able to express her deepest thoughts and feelings. It took years for her to reach open communication with typing. Her language was intact, but trapped inside her. With typing, we take communication out of the fine motor skills needed for speech and put them into the gross motor skill of pointing. Once this was mastered, the whole world opened for her. Brielle's music teacher, recognizing her talents, made a special board for her with musical notation. Mark, Toby, we believe that God created each of us out of love as a unique and unrepeatable gift. The U.S. bishops have also said that when persons with disabilities are embraced and welcomed and invited to participate fully in all aspects of parish community life, the body of Christ is more complete. As Brielle's mom, what do you see as Brielle's gift to the body of Christ, and how does she help complete the body of Christ? Toby, my husband and I agree that being parents to Brielle and her sister Kara is the greatest gift of our lives. We all think we have so much to teach when we become parents. Then parenthood humbles us and shows us how much we have yet to learn. Jesus is undoubtedly with his most vulnerable. Through them, he teaches us the true nature of love. I want to extend a deep and sincere thanks to Brielle and Toby for sharing their thoughts and experiences with me. God calls all of us into a communion of love with him through his son, Jesus, and he asks us to share our gifts with one another to build up his body, the church. Brielle is a beautiful example of how one's gifts can be hidden, unknown, and unwelcomed without the love and support of family and parish to encourage them. Theirs is an example of how much more beautiful the body of Christ becomes when those once feared are welcomed to share the gifts God has bestowed upon them. You can listen to Brielle's Concerto Number no. 1 in D. Dorian here and her song Silent Mermaid here, and links are given. You can also visit the Speaking is Overrated blog, where Brielle and her friends share their thoughts, poetry, and artwork. Please check out the article at Word on Fire and check out those links. My niece is a brilliant author and composer. I have two brilliant nieces, Kara and Brielle. Once again, the article at wordonfire.org is prisonsofsilence.org.
defying non-speaking autism, a great big thank you to Mr. Mark Bradford for interviewing my sister and my niece. This is the month of the Sacred Heart. Let us have hearts open to those who struggle with mental or physical disabilities. Let us have hearts open to non-speakers once again for help. You can check out Helping Autism Through Learning and Outreach, H-A-L-O hyphen S-O-M-A dot org for more information to help non-speakers. Also tune in to episode 277 of the Our Lady of Fatima podcast where I also interviewed Toby and Brielle. Let's pray now for help and for healing for our non-speaking friends and family members. First, by asking for the intercession of St. Raphael, the Archangel. Almighty and eternal God, healer of those who trust in you through the intercession of St. Raphael, Archangel, hear my prayer for non-speakers and their families. In your tender mercy, restore them to spiritual and bodily health, that they may give you thanks, praise your name, and proclaim your wondrous love to all. I ask this through Christ, your Son, our Lord. Amen. The Memorare to St. Joseph. Remember, O most chaste spouse of the Virgin Mary, that never was it known that anyone who fled to thy protection, implored thy help, or sought thy intercession was left unaided. Inspired by this confidence, I fly unto you, my spiritual father, and beg your protection. O foster father of the Redeemer, despise not my petitions, but in your goodness, hear and answer me. Amen. The three Hail Marys in honor of the Immaculate Purity of Our Lady of Fatima. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum, Benedicta tua mulieribus, et benedictus fructus ventris tui, Jesus, Sancta Maria Mater Dei, ora pro nobis peccatoribus, nunc et honor mortis nostrae. Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum, benedicta tua mulieribus, et benedictus fructus ventris tui, Jesus, Sancta Maria Mater Dei, ora pro nobis peccatoribus, nunc et honor mortis nostrae. Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum, Benedicta tua mulieribus, et benedictus fructus ventris tui, Jesus. Sancta Maria Mater Dei, ora pro nobis peccatoribus, nunc et honor mortis nostrae. Amen. A gloria patri for a special intention. Gloria patri et filio et spiritui sancto. Sicut erat in principio et nunc et semper et in secula seculorum. Amen. O my Jesus, it is for love of thee for the conversion of sinners, and in reparation for sins committed against the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer this sacrifice to thee. Virgo potens, ora pronobis, Sancti Yosef, terra daimonem, ora pronobis, Sancta Raphael, Archangeli, ora pronobis, in nomine Patris, et Fili, et Spiritus Sancti, Amen. Thank you very kindly, my friends, for listening to episode 548 of the Our Lady of Fatima podcast. In your charity, please share Our Lady's podcast with everyone you know. Follow us on Twitter. The handle is at Fatima Podcast. If you think Our Lady's podcast is worthy of it, give us a five-star rating and review at Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening to this, and we thank you very kindly for that. But most importantly, offer up prayers and sacrifices for our Catholic bishops. Goodbye, and God love you.